Hello and um, welcome once again to the Global Fly Fisher podcast. Um, today from the coast of uh, southern Sweden near the town of Ystad. This is, as usual, your Global Fly Fisher partner Martin Jorgensen speaking and um, right now I'm in on my way out into the water to fish so it's a fishing podcast and with a bit of luck it might be a catching podcast because the aim of today's podcast is to get a fish caught while recording so um, hopefully that will work the reason that I'm fairly confident that it might happen is that I actually already caught or rather landed three fish and lost a couple so uh, we know that the fish are here and the fish that we're catching today are sea trout as usual I might say but um, they are sea trout and uh, the fish that I have caught until now have all been kelts which are fish that have been spawning and returned to the ocean and uh, are regaining their strength in uh, in the ocean after spawning in the stream so uh, uh, it's very likely that we will catch more kelp, uh, but the chances are that we might call, uh, run into a, a, a shining fish, a silver fish, which is a non-spawning fish that has been in the uh, the ocean all winter and uh, is in a very good uh, shape right now. The spawning fish are really not in a, in a very good condition. They're usually quite thin and slender and uh, and uh, Many of them have wounds and uh, fungus on the tails and fins and are not really very pretty. We have had a couple of nice ones. When I say we, I, I'm together with a couple of friends. Um, but, uh, but some of them have been, uh, have been uh, uh, quite, if not ugly, then at least not beautiful. So, um, well, we'll see. The, the aim is, as I say, to catch a fish and uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about while fishing but the things might pop up and uh, if uh, we're lucky uh, you'll get uh, the sound of a of a fish on uh, on the recording let's see what happens and uh, give the whole thing a, a chance it's quite windy here as you might hear uh, I'm trying to keep the microphone in the in the calm in in my in my jacket but uh, you might occasionally hear some uh, some noise from the wind in the microphone so um, let's uh, let's see how things work out usually it uh, it does work anyway in spite of the uh, of the noise but uh, well well we'll see what happens I'll just uh, make my way out uh, across the, uh, the the rocks here and the seaweed and get into the um, the open water and um, and start fishing and uh, we'll see what happens The wind. It's a uh, it's a story of of fishing the coast. This uh, this wind, no doubt about it. It's um, it's always uh, quite annoying. We have uh, very nice spring weather today. It's uh, 
it's fairly um, fairly warm. It's not that warm because we're on the uh, on the coast here, and the water is still cold, so it cools down the wind. But um, but definitely uh, it's spring. We have a clear sky and the sun is shining, and uh, and uh, everything is nice except for the fact that it uh, it blows like uh, like it shouldn't. So. Um, the wind is uh, as always something that you have to overcome when you fish the coast. Uh, uh, almost every time we go fishing we have to consider the wind. So, um, And here you might hear the water I'm walking through now. Uh, here uh, on the southern coast of Sweden there's another thing to consider which is uh, the, the, the rocks. Uh, we have a very rocky coast here and uh, I'm, um, I'm standing in, in fairly big boulders. Uh, Covered with seaweed, and um, it's quite uh, it's quite uh, difficult to to wade, but um, uh, well managed. We've managed so far, and uh, I think it's it's gonna work fine. Anyways, so let's see how that will do. I'll just have to um, to go through here um, and get out in the uh, in the in the in the deeper water where I don't have seaweed around my around my feet and uh, and my legs because uh, I don't want my loose line getting tangled in the uh, in the weed all the time so uh, and as usual I'm fishing my a very common setup I'm fishing a six weight rod with a shooting head uh, a fairly fairly uh, sh short leader uh, and um, and uh, I uh, and I have one of the really uh, famous uh, Danish coastal flies, the grey frede, uh, which is uh, which has produced so far all the fish that I uh, that I have caught. So uh, I'm staying with that. That's a very good fly. The water is uh, not dirty, but it's just kind of uh, foggy and uh, and uh, unclear, which is really good perfect conditions for fishing the fish are not that alert uh, when the when the water is a bit dirty compared to clear water so um, we like that and uh, also uh, we um, we have the, uh, the the movement that's created by the uh, the wind which is basically waves and current and that also makes the uh, make the, the, the fish uh, less uh, alert and uh, and more willing to uh, to chase uh, food items in the water including uh, uh, flies so um, that uh, probably uh, together with the uh, with the sun and the, the fairly uh, the fairly warm weather has probably uh, created the action that, that we have seen this uh, this morning so um, well um, I'll uh, give it a few casts and see what happens and uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll check whether we can uh, we can get a, a fish or not. One advantage of the, the weather is, as you might be able to hear from my stripping line off the reel, is that you can you can really get in some pretty long casts, 
actually uh, one of the guys that I'm with, Henning, just measured out his cast. He uh, made a really good cast and then he kind of tied a knot on his uh, shooting line and uh, we, we, he actually had a measure tape in the, uh, in the trunk of the car and uh, we measured the uh, length of line which was, um, was uh, 35 meters about 100 feet or something like that which is really a very decent cast I can tell you it's not it's not common to to cast about 100 feet uh, but the wind in this case even though it's a, a menace in the in the back cast it does certainly help you in your um, in your effort to get some distance uh, because uh, once you get the, the thing running and flying you actually get some some pretty good casts and really cover some water. Not that I think it's all important because the the fish we've caught today actually except for one of mine actually all took within a fairly close uh, distance so uh, and uh, close is probably more like 10 meters or maybe 30 uh, 30 feet or something like that so uh, so um, distance isn't always crucial you can uh, you can actually do quite well with with short casts and uh, and uh, there is no reason to strive for extremely extremely long casts but of course it's nice to be able to to cast and to cover some water and shoot you see fish in the water which is is, uh, is sometimes the case it's uh, it's really nice to be able to cast to the place where you see them even though they may be a bit away uh, from uh, from you in the distance so yeah the wind can be both a benefit and a and the opposite so uh, that's how it is so what I do now is, is actually just try to cover the water since this is just a big surface I, uh, I, I don't aim for anything particular but just cast out as far as I can within reason and uh, strip my fly back slowly just let it sink a bit just stretch the leader uh, get the fly to work in the water and then just take my my time and strip back in in small I don't know 20 30 40 centimeter strips so what something around a foot at the time sometimes I just let the fly rest in the water do nothing and uh, just strip again and uh, when I get the uh, when I get the fly within uh, a reasonable distance of my of my rod tip, I cast again, take a step, and cast again, and move along. Uh, try to to search the water with the fly, and uh, try to uh, see if I can if I can bump into fish. At the same time, I I scan the water with my with my eyes of course and and check whether I see anything because actually these fish do show sometimes they typically uh, splash in the surface or make head and tail or even uh, if you have bait fish in the water you can see them chasing up bait fish that, uh, that tries to escape and, and breaks the surface and um, that is actually uh, that is actually a very good sign of, of activi activity and uh, if you have fish breaking uh, small fish breaking the surface always cast in that direction because that might very well be a big fish chasing them uh, on underneath so uh, 
it's always worth casting to to anything uh, different significant splashes waves movements small fish jumping whatever The fish today have taken in in two different ways. Another thing which is quite common for for sea trout. Most sea trout will take with brutal force. Just slam the fly and get hooked immediately. Just stick to the fly and uh, you can feel the weight and you're almost sure that the the, the fish is securely hooked and uh, and you can you can immediately start fighting it. Um, the other way is also quite typical for fishing cold water, the water is quite cold today, is that you feel kind of something just picking at your fly while stripping. You may not have any, any particular sense of a fish or anything, but you just may just feel a slight tightening of the line. and. Uh, just some movement and something which is definitely not seaweed or a rock or anything like that and then nothing and then maybe another small tuck and then again nothing and maybe if you leave the fly for a moment just in the water or just strip it fast a couple of times not rarely you will have the the, 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 the firm contact with the fish and, and, and you'll have enticed the fish to take your fly, uh, but these fish that are really, uh, really picky and slow and and go uh, just pick at the fly a few times are more difficult to to hook. It's it's not rare that you lose them again because the the hook set is not very good. You know, the line may not be on, uh, uh, probably stretched, and uh, you may also just have the fact that the fish hasn't taken the fly into the mouth probably and uh, as soon as you pull hard on the fish or on the on the line you lose the fish so um, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't I usually just leave my fly in the water let the fish swallow it and the next strip I try to tighten the line as much as I can to get the fish to sit there and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but um, definitely the best feeling is when you get one of these really fierce strikes that just is a fish that really wants to to swallow that fly and really wants to to escape with it and you feel kind of the the, the fish turning or or uh, really the weight is there immediately if you get a fish like that on a long line if you have like maybe um, I don't know uh, 60 70 feet of line or maybe uh, 25 meters uh, of line out it's a great feeling. It's just like whoa! You get the whole, the whole take and the and the the rod that the line that tightens the rod that bends and you see the fish splashing in the surface out there. And in most cases, the the fish will feel quite a lot heavier than it really is because of the long line. And it's a great feeling. Also, the great thing about getting fish on the distance is that uh, that you get. Uh, 
get the line stretched immediately. You don't have to pick up line uh, and and get the line on the reel, which is sometimes a menace because you you have to to take care of uh, getting uh, the the lines pulled tightly on the on the reel, which is uh, is not easy. Uh, the, the the reel that I fish right now is uh, is with the, with an exposed rim, and that means that I can kind of beat beat the the, the reel to pick up line really really quickly uh, while I'm fighting the fish in the in the beginning of the fight. But um, the price for that is that uh, the line will be um, picked up on the spool very loosely and uh, and uh, really in a mess. And uh, if I by any chance should get a fish that really ma takes a run and 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 um, will pull off line well i have a, a big risk of uh, of getting tangles on on the reel so uh, the best thing is is of course to get a, a fish on a on a long line and uh, have the fish run and pick up the line immediately but unfortunately the the, the fish here are rarely that that energetic and rarely that big so that they actually uh, really run with your line so in most cases you have to pick up line and get the the, the fish on the reel as, as soon as possible so but anyways um, it is still a great feeling when the when the fish strikes I'm just gonna move a bit now and may let me be a bit as you can hear uh, some huffing and puffing because uh, of the rocks here and uh, probably I'm also turning into the wind which means that uh, you'll have some noise in the microphone so I'll just move to a, a better place and uh, and uh, and continue fishing in a moment now moved uh, into the wind uh, and I've had to to uh, move the microphone so the sound may be drift different now and uh, and also you might pick up even more wind than before but uh, hopefully my jacket will will shelter uh, the microphone a bit um, the wind has picked up quite a bit now and there's uh, quite a lot of waves here as you might be able to hear in the background uh, but wind or not it does look extremely fishy here um, so let me uh, let me get some line out and see what we can do I would love to get that fish on uh, on sound but uh, well yeah, this might be too noisy. I don't know. I'm fumbling around a bit with the uh, with the microphone in my in my collar here. So if there's some ambient noise from my clothing and from the wind, you will have to forgive me because it's really windy, really troublesome here. So let's see what we can do. This is a very very nice place I'm on the outside of a, of a reef here a rocky reef where quite big boulders and seaweed create a shallow reef behind me and I'm on the outside edge so uh, and the 
wind is blowing right along the, the reef from my from my left to my right and uh, that actually enables me to make some decent casts either right out or just along the water to my right so uh, or the, along the edge to my right and in front of me I can see patches of seaweed and, and rock sticking out of the uh, of the water I think the tide is uh, going out right now so um, we actually have uh, the water is falling right now and more and more seaweed and and rocks are getting visible so this is uh, I, I I don't know whether the uh, whether the tide has any influence on the uh, on the fishing falling or rising or whatever but um, uh, the uh, the movement of the water definitely usually does influence the fishing the more water movement we have the, the better and uh, in this case we have the wind which is really creating a lot of action and also we have the tide going out which also creates a current and I can see current seams further out that kind of smooth bands in the water and I'm always trying to to cast into those because they usually uh, contain a lot of debris and seaweed and small stuff and uh, definitely also bait fish and shrimp and other food items that the, the trout will feed on so if you can get your fly into one of these these uh, current seams it's always a good idea to aim for one but uh, right now I'm actually just trying to aim between all these patches of seaweed because I don't want to snack my fly on the, on the seaweed I just want to pass the fly between Whoops, there was a fish right in front of me in the surface. Let's see if we can get it. Right in front of me, about like six, seven meters or something actually, just turning in the surface. Great. Let's see what we can do here. It's right in between those weed patches and uh, right quite close to me. I have to turn into the wind to cast to it, so we might pick up some noise here. And I always guess that the fish will be moving against the current, like in a stream. So I have the wind pressing the water from my left to my right here. So I presume and I can see the, the fish in the surface moving from my right to my left up against the current. And I, of course, immediately cast in front of it what I guess would be in front of it, which would be even further to my left, which is right into the wind. So it's pretty difficult, but it's always worth a few casts if you see anything, and this was definitely a fish. Couldn't see anything like size or anything like that, but I could see the, the shape of the uh, of the head and the fins. Quite close. Quite close, actually. There's nothing here. I just usually I I just probe the water with the fly just a few times, uh, right where the fish was and and where I suppose it would be swimming, and then I lengthen my casts and try further and further away and if nothing happens I just give up and, and move on but in this case I think my movements or casting uh, options are limited because of the seaweed so I have to kind of cast in between the, uh, the weeds patches and, um, and that limits my my options I can't the fish might have moved on usually they move quite quite fast so I think I'm just gonna follow the wind now and, and step on 
but definitely always cast to anything that you guess or think or or definitely uh, think is a fish because um, there's no reason to cast into nothing when you can cast to a place where you think you saw something that could be alive and it definitely uh, increases your chances uh, if there's a fish and you cast in front of it sea trout are known to be very very hungry and very fierce and uh, and usually just uh, just go for the fly immediately when they see it whoa the wind is picking up here I hope this is not disturbing the uh, the sound too much uh, I just have to move through one of these seaweed patches here which is also kind of quite a challenge because I have the fly line trailing behind me and that catches all the weed in the surface and I have the fly in front of me which I kind of roll cast through and that also catches the uh, the seaweed so basically I have seaweed everywhere picking up seaweed with the with the fly line which I now have to take off that's done and then I have to grab the fly which is stuck in front of me in some seaweed so it's quite a quite a struggle here but I'm sure in like five or eight meters I'm gonna get on the other side of this patch and uh, and I'll have some open water where I can and I now have a uh, Casper yelling from the uh, from the uh, beach behind me that I, it's lunchtime which is of course very important although I think not as important as fishing so I'm probably just gonna give it like eight or ten minutes more and in uh, in case we don't get anything on uh, in that period I'm just gonna leave the um, the recorder open while I fish uh, fish on for the rest of the day so that uh, in case I bump into a fish you might uh, you might actually uh, get it in your in your speakers or in your headphones whoa all these seaweed patches it's just a menace this could be uh, this could be overcome with a with a line basket of, of course um, a, li a, a line tray of some kind and I know that people do fish with those I have one of the guys with me now Jens is actually always using a, a line tray but I basically hate them and I don't want to drag around more equipment than I have already but right now some kind of uh, I should actually just have reeled in the line but some kind of container for the line would have been nice because it constantly gets caught in the uh, in the weed here which I'm almost through okay time to do the only good place for a for a line and a fly in turbulent weedy water like this is out in front of you as soon as you start pulling in line and leaving in the, in the water and and um, walking without casting it tangles and uh, and and snacks and gets into the weed but as soon as you cast you have the line under control you have the line in front of you you have it stretched and it usually behaves quite well so as soon as you can get it out just get it out there and while it's out there you move on 
keeping the line straight, stretched and, uh, and taut in case a fish should bite. And then I'm, uh, you're in control of the, uh, of the line and the loose line and uh, you can move through the, the weed and the rocks. And uh, I'm about through now and uh, getting into some open water, which is much easier to fish. So let's get out a few good casts here and see what we can do before lunch. Got a fish. All right. The first Global Fly Fisher podcast fish. Hey, it's probably a kelt. It's just bucking a bit and, uh, and just going into the bottom here, but it's a good fish. It's a nice and big one. And it's actually taking line on me, which is a really good sign for two reasons. One is size. You can hear this sound. This is a beautiful sound. It's brought itself on the reel immediately. And uh, it's quite far out now, actually. It's probably about 30 to 40 meters out or something, which is a, a sign of a very good fish, because usually you can, the smaller fish, you can immediately get under control. So, now the thing is, as I told you, there are a lot of seaweed patches, rocks and stuff, and in front of me, I have a huge rock, and this fish has decided to go on the back of that rock, which I definitely don't want it to do. Now it's right on the back, which is really problematic. Okay, now it's running. It's going away from the rock again, which is really good. Hey, good fish this one. No doubt about it. Good fish. Hey. So I'll, I'm going to move into... Oi, again. This is really a nice fish. This is definitely not a small one. I'm gonna move myself into a position where I can, where I have free water all around me and uh, get the fish to hand. I'm not gonna go ashore because uh, there's so much rocks and seaweed and stuff be be between me and the shore, so uh, there's no reason to go in. This is probably going to be re released anyway. So, and so what I wanna do now is get the fish in and get this rock out of the way, of my way. Not that I can move it, but I can move behind it and and get the fish uh, on the other side wh where it wants to swim. And then I want to grab a picture or two. Just oh, lift the fish out of the water there. Almost tumbled there. And uh, so now I'm getting it in on the on the leader here. I can see the uh, the leader coming in. So I want to grab a picture. There goes the nut through the, uh, the the top. Now I may you may have some noise now. Okay, another run. This is a good fish. I'm picking out my camera here. And now I get aid from Casper, who's coming out to uh, to take pictures. That is very good because this is 
getting a bit on the dangerous side. This is a nice fish. Yeah. It's always good to have somebody to take pictures of you. Oh. All right. bending my rod I can tell you this is a strong fish oh. <laughs> okay it's getting to hand here Last bit is the hard bit. Oh, yeah, it's a fun comb. It's a store. It's a big fish. Then Gulben Hegel's piece up. It just um, puked up a uh, sand eel. Sorry for the Danish, but Casper uh, is next to me uh, taking pictures, so we're just kind of communicating here. <laughs> oh, it's a big one. It's a very nice fish. Now comes the difficult part. This is a big fish, I can tell you. You will see the pictures on the website. This is a really big fish. It is a kelp. You can see how, how slim it is on the picture probably. So um, no doubt about it, but it's a big one. And it's actually quite, quite nice. It's got no wounds and no nothing. So it's a fluna. And that's a store. Yeah, I'm tangly here. The fly is extremely hard, stuck in the uh, in the jaws. There. Yeah. Okay. Now we got the pliers out, so hopefully. All right. Big fish. Big fish. Have you for the Hey, for hell. 
Whoa! Big fish! <laughs> Tag! <laughs> Alright! Yeah. Okay guys, that was the first Global Fly Fisher podcast fish. Thanks Casper. And I think that will mean lunch for me and goodbye to you. So uh, have a nice day and remember to go fishing. Take care. <laughs>